Hey Zombros fans, Miles and Twice, I'm back here for another wonderful week of Zombros Faction, but I think we have a very, very special guest this week, something that uh, kind of blew our minds out of the excitement field, and what perfect timing with DLC 2, uh, but first, before we introduce our absolutely wonderful and exciting guest, we have our co-host as well, Johnny, how you doing Johnny J? I'm doing well, Reed, but don't spend any time on me, let's focus Very on good, more, Quinn, more. how you doing? Good? I'm good. Man. Okay, so let's, uh, why we're all here, and probably most of the viewers too, I'd love to introduce the director of Zombies at Sledgehammer Studios, Cameron Dayton. How you doing? Doing really great. Thank you so much for the invite, man. Absolutely. I'm so happy we can have you on the show. The community has been very, very excited and had a wonderful reception to the Shadow Throne so far, which I'm sure from the studio side is very, very good feeling to be able to have yeah. such a warm reception to this DLC. Um, but we, we have so many questions we want to ask you, and we're just kind of going to let it flow today. So I know everyone in the community is dying to try and get some insight, but first off, what was it like to be like, we were kind of almost getting into it as well on the beforehand here, but to on launch day, what is it like inside the studio? Like, Can you take us through a standard DLC launch day at Sledgehammer Games? Oh, yeah. we uh, it, it is probably one of the most exciting moments um, in, in the entire process. I mean, sure, you've got the moments of, um, you know, innovative thought and, and when a new idea comes through, but nothing compares to the countdown to when the game is up and when it's live and um, seeing the faces, seeing the expressions. And so we've got um, up in our um, kind of lunchroom area a bunch of big screen TVs, and we will have each of them kind of tuned in to uh, various uh, streams, oh. various people playing through and gathered around and people just nervously eating. And uh, the so much uh, care and thought and just long hours and late nights have been put into every little detail. I mean, you you would you would not believe the debates that go in over you know how dark does the blood need to be in the pools of the street, and uh, you know is this um, is this cool? Is this uh, interesting? Is this offensive? Um, and uh, to uh, get these little delightful moments as you guys play through, and uh, you know the the cries of horror and surprise, and the even the well that was kind of lame. You know there is all noted and responded to with a uh, uh, emotional response and and we're we're in there i mean don't take this wrong we're generally cheering for the zombies as, uh, <laughs> as you can, yep. you know, because because every time the zombies take you down it pushes back that you know solution moment of mm -hmm. when the the easter eggs go on and it means we've you know been able to kind of either cleverly set up a uh a moment where they'll, they'll they'll have a player trap, or 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 where you will be so invested in solving um, an Easter egg that uh, you know you're you're not thinking about the, the those damn whistlings piling up behind you, sort of thing. So yep, very much. Exciting. So. Well, that's so cool. It, with that said, during launch, do you guys ever do like what uh, Treyarch Studios has done? Do you take bets on how long it's going to be until the Easter egg solves? Yes, we do. Awesome. Yes, we do. And, <laughs> And, and it's hard for me as, as a creative director. Uh -huh. I, I, I'm the optimistic guy, right? Yeah. I'm the cheerleader. And so I, there's always this debate of like, should I be optimistic for, you know, our clever hiding of things? Or should I be optimistic for you, you know, clever bastards out there trying to solve this, <laughs> uh, this sort of thing? Um, and uh, so I will I will often um, overshoot what what uh, what's usually going to happen. But there were there were a couple 
couple folks that uh, were were spot on almost to the uh, to the half hour um, of when when wow. this was going to be happening. Dang, so. that's yeah. pretty darn yeah. good. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, when we were doing it yesterday, the hardest part for us though was just the safe. I think me, oh. Reed, and Queen yesterday were at that safe for maybe yeah. like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. We're like, oh, no, we passed the number. Or no, no, you got to go yeah. two times over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, the, the safe is what gave me a lot of hope, actually, because we, uh, in all of our testing, mm-hmm. everything ground down once everyone, okay, the safe is what's left, guys. All right. And so how do we do the safe? And then I think people used to be a lot more familiar with the left-right dynamic yeah. Yeah. Of, of the safe sort of thing. And so... Um, I, I was just delighted. I'm like, well, they don't even know, need to know to go all the way around for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have to think of that one. And, um, <laughs> it did the but, work itself. Um, again, you, you, you folks, uh, and by you, I mean the community yes. in general. Um, the uh, one of my favorite things is is the the communication that happens. Like mm-hmm. like you know, people are calling in and saying, "Hey, no, I'm watching the stream over here. This is what's going on," and it's the it's such a fascinating example of, um, I mean, I know there's tends to be a negative term, the idea of groupthink mm-hmm. or, you know, communal uh, thought. Um, but uh, it, it just, it goes to show how brilliant it can be in the more, you know, neurons you get firing at a tragic target like that. So, yeah, I think that's such so difficult too. I think I've even heard Jason yeah. talk about that in the past about group think because it's just like you're trying to create a fun puzzle for us, but all of a sudden, like in the past, maybe we had ten thousand people, but now like right. live, it's like it's a scheduled bigger. event on our calendar. Like, all right, mm-hmm. about you know five hundred thousand people today are going to try and solve this thing, yeah. this problem you've been trying to put together yeah. for like a month or two. Well, more than that, but it's just like. Yeah. Uh, please, please last more than a day. <laughs> now, when you're when you're creating an Easter egg, how many people would you say have input on the steps? Mm. You know what? It's we the way that that I try to um, uh, organize the creative thought and what we do is is we've got we've got the core beats of of first of all of the entire franchise over the over the season, and then of what's going to be happening inside each of these levels. Um, and those are usually planned out months and months in advance, and we've got some kind of grand scheme of how, you know, the idea mm-hmm. in the final Reich, the idea of using paintings and the art as, you know, as clues and everything mm-hmm. else like that. Um, but I, I always like to encourage um, kind of those unique eureka moments of creativity as well. And some of the most brilliant elements um, usually come from some, you know, some designer who was up till three in the morning and just high off his gourd on Doritos <laughs> and Mountain Dew. And, and it's like, perfect. You know, um, I know we've got a, uh, <laughs> the the hangman puzzle was oh, something God, yes. just, uh lucas one of our uh, you know brilliant designers just uh, uh came up with and he's like he's like cameron i think i'm gonna put i'm gonna put hangman in there i was like how how is that even gonna work mm-hmm. and he just kind of giggled and rubbed his hands and, and uh, the fun thing is a lot of times you don't see these things until we're in and doing kind of the play test you know and he'll drop a little clue like why don't you uh why don't you shoot some bullets up at the uh, marquee right there oh wow okay this is good you know and um i think sometimes you've got kind of the the group strivings towards uh collective there we go again with this term uh creativity um but uh but yeah i I try to encourage those individual genius moments as well that's where we get some of the best stuff oh i think that's great because things like hangman at least for me are what make maps memorable like little things like that that you don't find anywhere else right just really make the map stick out yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll remember that us figuring you, out it was Hangman. You disappeared so last night for like you disappeared last night for like ten minutes. 
Next thing you well, know, you come doing, back. And you and and all the other <laughs> like me reading and start doing the steps, and you just come back with the wonder weapons. Yeah, even like the night before, when the, yeah. that eureka moment, Lex and Quinn here, we're going. They start looking at it. I'm I'm screwing around with the safe because everyone thinks they know the correct number. They didn't know the method yet. I'm like, all right, yeah. I'll try it out. I'm exhausted, and I you just hear Lex and Quinn. They're like, oh shoot, and all of a sudden. It's, hang, it's Hangman! And they're streaking out, oh my god, it's Hangman! It's, it's just like, oh, it's, yeah. it's yep. such a good feeling. And like, that's yeah. almost something I, I think over time, what I've seen in maps, when you see those those little details that show up, mm-hmm. it's just like, that is what ends up sticking with players because it's that, that experience that isn't, somebody has gone online and already ruined something for us. Or right. it's, just, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, I know it's already going to happen because of whatever reason. It, it's those yeah. little things you t- create with friends that seem to really connect well in this game mode remember yeah. remember last night when we when we lured you into the uh the oh dungeons, god uh, yes and you freaked yeah. out dude that was so good okay so two two instances um the people that complete the easter eggs were nice enough not to surprise me or ruin the stuff because i always try and go in blind because i think i enjoy stuff uh, the most that way and when we're doing the smuggler step that was fantastic because you even have to me i love how there's like an isolated story you have a narrative yeah. now of this guy mm-hmm. going through the sewers and like is he gonna make it out as well something i very much liked in the previous map in uh from treyarch in comparison is shangri-la that whole storytelling aspect of that map is contained in one map now, transition yeah. here, we have this guy like, oh, we're giving him weapons, he's fighting through, we're getting points, and then you're like, it was almost like I was a paid advertisement, because I'm, I'm with Star, I'm like, did the, does this guy make it out? Door gets yeah. kicked down, all the zombies come out, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, that's on cue, well, that was so nice. Yeah. Well, I'm, first of all, I'm sure there. I've seen plenty of Twitter accusations that this is a paid advertisement, so thank you for your time, gentlemen. Um, the uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of that comes from. Um, well, first of all, to get to the the um, I had two points there. Please, the um, uh, hangman was you know uh, uh, Lucas came up with this idea that was so great. But we've got kind of this data cloud mm-hmm. of um, different things that we want to have happening, um, and and sometimes this list will spill over from level to level. Uh, one of the things that was sitting there was like, I I like consistency from level to level and how. Um, uh, the things learned, lessons learned in level one can be seen in level two and, and will spill over to level three. Um, and, and one thing that's always bugged me is like, okay, if, if we've had the technology to, to MacGyver together some amazing new wonder weapon, why are we not using that in, in the subsequent levels? And so that was, that was one of the mark was like, can we have those past wonder weapon weapons available again? You know, and mm-hmm. can we have, I tried to have a little of that in, um, you know, the darkest shore, uh, the 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 idea was the core of the ripsaw was built out of the fusion gun. They had a crate of fusion mm-hmm. guns, and that had originally mm-hmm. been a part, little bit more of a story yep. that this uh, it was going to be a one one of the crates on the uh, the shore was going to be knocked over. Was going to have some Tesla guns. Oh, Sorry, nice. Tesla guns there. Oh, um, nice. And uh, you know, and, and you can still see the DNA of that in the the core and the stock that right. you pick up. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, and then on this one, it's like okay, but I still want to have you know in 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 Berlin, I want to have some evidence of that here. Um, and the hangman way was just we're like, oh, well, why not? Why don't we just have them essentially order them, you know, from Amazon by using the, uh, the billboard? <laughs> um, and uh, and then uh, okay, so what was the the next thing you talked about after that? The um, oh, the songs of storytelling, the yeah, smugglers. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As we you know. Up until now, um, every element of story in uh, in our game has been deliberately 
hidden within the shadows of actual history. You know, mm-hmm. while we while we invented the town of Middlebrook, um, we we made sure that it was calendarically um, proper for for where it was happening in the war and why it was happening there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even you know, kind of played with the idea of well, could it have possibly been an actual city that was wiped off the map? By the by, the Germans after things went you know, south with that, okay. um, Heligoland was again an, an amazing find. Where I, uh, I was already reading into, okay, what are some great places of uh, Nazi interest for the Ananer, where they yeah. they had these ideas of of lore of Atlantis, of the uh, um, you know the the Aryan race and where that the superiority was was um, archaeologically proven, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I'm reading, I'm like, okay. Boom, they've got this legend, they've got the, the worship of Nerthus, there was a Nazi naval base there, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, this place was bombed to hell right, right at the tail end, I'm like, we just came up with a reason, and, and nobody knows why it was, I mean, it was, apart from there was a naval base, mm-hmm. but it was the, and I think I might have mentioned this to you before, it was the Oh, oh no. Oh, no, did he cut out right when he's about to say something? I think so. Oh, brutal. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and you know the funny thing is, I was like, "Wow, these guys are really wrapped up." In what I'm saying, their faces aren't even moving. It was, <laughs> yeah. And it was, yeah, because of this guy. Okay, so mm-hmm. um, I was talking about using. Um, uh, we, we've got this cloud of li- uh, a list of the things that like oh, to no. see, like oh. appearing in some point. If if we can fit them in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, as uh, as Lucas uh, came up with this idea for the um, uh, for the hangman scene, was like, oh, this is a perfect way to be able to bring in um, you know the the past wonder weapons, the ripsaw, the Tesla gun, um, and uh, and to be able to you know drop these other prizes in there. Um, and then after that, we started talking about the um, oh the the progression of the story, right? Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Okay, sorry, I'm kind of catching myself back up. No, no, back you're good. <laughs> we are too. This is going to be fun for you guys to edit, isn't it? Um, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, getting into the uh, kind of the shadow of history where everything um, mm-hmm. that we've been writing up until now has been very tied to what we've been discovering about these uh, these locations. Um, Heligoland, uh, I think I got into the yes. my yeah. surprise and delight about finding the... Um, uh, this amazing island that was checked off a lot of the boxes for what we're looking at. We had a couple locations. I mean, those, mm-hmm. those, uh, the, the Nazi, uh, uh, secretive base list is extensive and, uh, all <laughs> sorts of interesting places where they, they could have gone and where they mm-hmm. were looking into. And, uh, and, and yeah, as I, as I was going through Heligoland, we found out, well, yeah. And then, uh, uh, end of April, the place got bombed to hell and, um, was uh, I was like, oh, perfect. Now we've just given the reason for why this can happen. So uh, in that vein, when we started looking into like, you know, we're this this map, we are stepping out of the shadow of history and we're going to come right onto the front stage, you know, and we're going to um, really take that first shift into, OK, this is not something that could have happened and we missed it. Mm-hmm. This is where we're shifting into um, we're taking history in an alternate course, you know, and oh, uh, so of course. What is the uh, the the single most um, significant and driving and uh, uh, impactful moment? Well, it's the you know that that long 
uh, drive of the the Red Army into Berlin mm-hmm. and uh, you know bombing one of the world's most ancient cities and and the horrors that went on there. You know that that was one of the um, the themes that uh, we wanted to focus on in this were really is the horrors of war. Mm-hmm. Um, and my team can tell you, like, uh, I, I kind of go off on uh, the Nazi zombie concept as a way for us to explore those those horrors in a way that is, okay, we're in a fictitious setting, obviously. Mm. We've got the, um, uh, the you know, the, these undead warriors. It's obviously, there's an element of uh, imaginative, you know, fantasy going course, on here. Of course, It mm-hmm. kind of opens up um, the the possibility of, of talking about the atrocities that, that did go on things that were more horrific than walking dead soldiers. Um, yes. and, uh, mm-hmm. and as we went into Berlin, um, we've got, uh, a, a fantastic historian who's, who's kind of our, um, on call expert on what's going on. His name is Marty Morgan. Mm-hmm. And you've seen him on some of the interviews. Yeah, with the, so. the player side. He has been an incredible ally on the zombie side as well. Nice. And, uh, I can remember first approaching him and being like, okay, we're doing some silly stuff here. I mean, this is, this is not as, you know, but he, um, you know, as, as a historian, as somebody who is tied to the things that happened, he, he was the first to say, he's like, Cameron, there are a lot of things that we still don't know that mm-hmm. we have clues towards that. We have, we don't know exactly what the, the Nazis were, were exploring <laughs> or doing. And, uh, it is in, in seeing what a, um, a full on certified historian has said, that's a big question mark. I'm like, oh, that's delicious story. Yes, perfect. That gives, that gives you room. That gives you room to run and work with. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think the best stories um, are, are the ones that where you, you lock them into what is actual as much as you can, mm-hmm. and you find out what is um, what has not been answered, and that's where you can have some imaginative fun. I mean, that we do that with Barbarossa, yep. and there's the reason yeah. why we picked him as well. Um, but so with, with Berlin. Um, you know, I, I, I had emailed him about this is where we kind of want to go. And we're going to say, you know, what would have happened if the, if a, the Nazis had this power of these undead soldiers and 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 there was that final call. We're towards the end of the war. The uh, the leaders of the, uh, of the of the SS put out a call saying it is now or never. You need to come in and save us. Mm-hmm. And I had a hint towards that in Darkest Shore. You did indeed. Uh, it was in the uh, the radios, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there you guys and and. It was one of those things where, as we talked about um, the nightmares that went on mm-hmm. in uh, in Berlin, um, as this um, tired um, and and very this furious army uh, from Russia marches into the stronghold of the uh, of this you know regime, mm-hmm. and uh, you've got uh, stories that um, I mean they will uh, they will take your breath away. For, for, for what went on. And so Absolutely. we're like, okay, well now what happens if we drop a, we drop a bunch of zombies into there. And so mm-hmm. it, it became a very, out of what was already kind of a, an, an interesting journey into the um, imaginative exploration of the horrors of war, um, that became one of the strong themes of what we were doing. Um, and uh, I think uh, one, one of our, our um, we had two art directors that kind of uh, moved in on this project um, we had Lawrence and Sandy and, and Sandy was the, the first to say, why don't we push something that teases out the seven deadly sins? And, mm-hmm. uh, and so I, I don't know if that's something you'll, you'll notice going through, but it might be something interesting to keep your open for. How are those represent of the, uh, of the map? 
Um, and this is not this is less of an Easter egg and more of a visual thematic uh, sort of a thing. Yes. Uh, we looked a lot at the film um, Seven. Yeah. Played a, a big role in what we're doing. The, I, I think Seven is interesting. As a, it's kind of a film noir, mm-hmm. but it's very colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you look at any of the scenes as the uh, um, you know as the detectives are moving through the uh, the rooms with of, of evidence and everything else. It's it's disturbingly bright and colorful, um, and in, in, it's still in its own uh, noir dark sort of way. Right, right, right. It's, it's all about that that paradox, right? Yes. And so we we wanted to have some of that in this uh, in, the, in this level as well because um, well um, Middleburg had that sharp contrast between the um, you know very almost charming picturesque snowy village mm-hmm. and the horrors going on underneath. Illegal land, we just like okay, this is just horror from top to bottom, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, in in uh, in Berlin, we wanted to to showcase like this was a city that up until literally hours before the player arrived was a was a normal bustling city, and um, you know we we had a lot of fun playing with. Uh, okay, well, why would there be blitz machines and why would there be these elements, these gun boxes and um, Sam Howells um, and his crew did such a brilliant job of like making them look like they were dropped in from these same drop yeah. pods. The, yeah. the, the tactics would be here that, you know, as, as a zombie mar- uh, movie um, army advances, the, uh, the Nazis would be dropping in the um, elements that would allow their own soldiers to be able to control the undead and to push them from behind sort of thing. And so it's that advantage that, that, that our soldiers have, have learned how to uh, tap into with their own electrical devices. So. I love that. That's like I, I, I noticed it when I played the map that like mm-hmm. the boxes just aren't in the right place. Like you know, yep. you, you play a Treyarch map and they're neatly, squarely on the wall. You know, they're level right. with it. But yeah. there, this it's on the ground or it's tilted. Yeah, got I didn't even think about over. that. I yep, love that. Yep, that was yeah. a good one. The STG we saw in one place mm-hmm. as well. It's yeah. it's a testament to the atmosphere that your team seems to be so exceptional at making for these yeah. maps. You continue to nail atmosphere. Yesterday, last night, I was saying it in our games and the night before too. Just like we're seeing people dead here, like we don't see that. Yeah. People are being hung. Oh, you walk a woman you'd walk murdered. A, you'd walk into a room, you'd hear screaming, and yep. you'd see a zombie attacking a live person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, my first thought when I saw it, I ran over and I killed the zombie, and it was too late. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Just, and it was like uh, we never have seen that in zombies before. That, and that was another thing that I, I my list of uh, well, I would really like to see this at some point in some map. And it was it was one of those you know it was like number fifteen on a list of of twenty. Um, but as we got into Berlin, we're like, oh, this is this is the perfect place to show this. You know, this mm-hmm. is the perfect place to show this. And um, we uh, and be, because right here, this is a map where You've got civilians fleeing in every way they can. You've got the the Russian soldiers moving in, and you know, and it wasn't this clean line as this as they moved in. We had mm-hmm. um, you know artillery going off and certain groups getting in ahead of other groups. And I wanted to uh, to really communicate the sense of urgency that our four uh, you know heroes have as as they're seeing the uh, the the front line of what was supposed to be an unstoppable force marching to the city getting the, the first signs of them getting pushed back and, and the urgency of we've got to let them know. I think that's a, one of mm-hmm. uh, Jefferson's lines saying the, the Ruskies don't know what's going to hit them. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's yeah. the first sign of what's, and I, I think I can safely say what's going to be um, 
a sea change in in the war mm-hmm. and and in our game and what we're we're going to be showing you. Oh man, yeah, it's not fair. You're totally killing me here because I, <laughs> me and my buddy, we'll just talk history for hours. We'll be laughing right. about like caricatures of these leaders in the past too. Oh God, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I want to, I want to say though, I do love though how you grounded it in history mm-hmm. in like because like when we were playing um the Darkest Shore and like right. I realized they're like, oh no, we're not gonna go do Operation Sea Lion. We need to go to Berlin. The Fuhrer mm-hmm. like is demanding our help. Uh-huh. And I, I'm thinking about uh, 1945 holy crap, we're going to the Battle of Berlin. Right. And then I'm like, oh, this is just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. Well, and you, you want to know, and I can safely say this now because we didn't go, the reason why there's a little bit of that regret of not doing Operation Sea Lion is because that's what we were going to do. Oh, I mean, just, <laughs> nice. That was really the debate. Um, is is like, oh, do we do we head on? Do we do we have, like, uh, you know, the, the Tower of London with a panzer mortar stomping through the bricks. Oh. Yeah. You know, or do we take it right to the, uh, the you to know, the again, to the throne? And that was the idea. It was like, I just, I, I just love the idea of uh, of that moment. And, and so many uh, stories and films have been written about what would have happened if we'd been right. able to get in and change things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the, the idea of... Um, um, kind of alternate World War II history stuff has been written time. And you've seen Man in the High Castle. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, so this is a little bit of our kind of homage to that genre. And uh, and while I, uh, you know, stomping into London would have been fascinating mm-hmm. and it's not entirely off the list for the sure. future. Um, this felt like, again, it, it is it is World War Two is is our theme here. Um, and and it's funny, we've been we've been attacked <laughs> for sticking to that theme. We've been attacked for being consistent on uh on that focus mm-hmm. um but uh kind of to keep the this is odd to say the purity of the narrative yeah. uh, we, we have we've sometimes avoided going to what may might have been uh a loopier more um exotic uh location to uh to stay true to the um kind of beating heart of uh of what the story is supposed to be about that's fascinating. That's really cool to hear. Now, I know, yeah. John or Quinn, you had a question about voice actors we could transition to here because there's a couple of really good points we saw made on Reddit as well. Mm-hmm. well. One of the things I was wondering is when you guys decided to bring on like Ving Rhames and those people to be the voices of your characters, what was the decision making like? Why them? Ah, Well, we, you know, we went through the characters that we wanted to have. You know, I had written out these characters. Mm-hmm. I had little kind of paragraph breakdowns. Um, and uh, we've got an incredible casting director, Ivy Iverson, mm-hmm. who, or Eisenberg, who can make any um, any name you want. She can bring bring it up to, to bear. And it's funny because um, it used to be we kind of had to scrounge as video game developers for mm-hmm. anybody who wouldn't be, who, who would, you know, take the knock on their career by doing game stuff. Mm-hmm. And that has been so different nowadays it's it's um like i mentioned earlier uh, ving rams does not play video games and mm-hmm. is as you know kind of unfamiliar with the genre however when his kids heard that call of duty was asking um he he didn't have any option he had to you know uh, <laughs> that put, must be nice the script from arby's <laughs> and uh and come talk to us about jefferson bots you know oh that's um, awesome that's and so we we had a we had a list about uh, five to ten long for each character mm-hmm. um that uh, you know could have been interesting and, and different, but invariably uh, people have their schedules that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, we will uh, do you know reads uh, with them, and we'll either kind of not lock in, will not feel uh, like this is this is the exact right thing. Um, 
And uh, the way our cast came together was was miraculous. You know, the uh, there was this immediate sense of like, oh, these guys would get along. This is immediate sense of I could see um, not only the the parts where they connect, but the really interesting points of friction mm-hmm. where what drives them. You know, I, I, I'm not sure if you guys remember from our um, our Comic Con discussion, but mm-hmm. Elodie Young mentioned that you know her her family actually did have. Um, kind of a, a, a dark history with, with the Nazis as they rolled into Paris. And uh, mm-hmm. that is something that I had written into her character. Um, but, but we did not know this when we, when we brought her in. It was oh. literally as I was uh-huh. um, recording the VO with her mm-hmm. that um, she stopped and got a little emotional about it. Um, and, uh, you know, and I was oh, okay, this is perfect. And so, that <laughs> yes, was, yes, please cry. Perfect. I, I, isn't that horrible? Isn't that horrible? Zoom in. Yeah. Yeah. It is, but it, it makes for a great game. Yeah. I was like, how dark and tragic. Hooray. <laughs> um, and, uh, but the, uh, and then having the, the way that that gives her a different focus into what's going on here mm-hmm. um, versus Marie, who, who, as heroic as she is, her journey is a little more. It's a little more selfish. Mm-hmm. It's a little more personal. Oh, it's, it's about my brother mm-hmm. and going in and solving my own issues, you know, whereas as Olivia is there as, as a um, much more for the philosophy behind it, this mm-hmm. idea of the, the horrors that the Nazis are, are bringing onto her people, even though she has just as personal a grudge mm-hmm. against them. Um, she, she's much more of a big picture um, sort of person. And, and you see that in her dialogue. It's all about mm-hmm. um, what the Nazis have done to to us as a people. And so that sets us up for a, some nice points of, of friction. You, you see the first cracks in the wall um, in the uh, in that scene for seeing a darkest shore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. So so those are fun things to explore. Um, and, uh, and and yeah, each each of the characters I've told them. Um, I want them to, uh, or each of the actors, I, I want them to own these characters. And there have been times where um, they've, you know, kind of run through a line a couple times and it was just like, you know what, that that was me being writerly. And I don't know if that's exactly what Jefferson would say. Then what would you say if you were this sort of thing? And that has happened. And, and when we do this, it drives our sound team and our locust team nuts because like we've already gotten this approved in Saudi Arabia, man. I don't mm-hmm. know why you think you're going to be able to switch this role up, but, um, but they've been really awesome being able to kind of be flexible and, um, and say, yeah, I'm sorry. This is just, um, uh, not what, uh, what Olivia would say, not what, you know, uh, Catherine Winnick, um, has really grown to love her character. Oh, that's um, so cool. And, uh, <laughs> She she has actually come in with notes that she's put together for That's awesome. um, how how things would happen and and you know she's she's busy with Vikings I think mm-hmm. she's directed an episode and um, but uh, wow. loves the loves the idea of, and 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 it's uh, you know her character is not too dissimilar from from her Lagertha character in mm-hmm. Vikings which is uh, a uniquely um, anachronistic um, leader sort of character for the time for at least what we're familiar with mm-hmm. um and uh that's uh that's something that it, it means that we've we've created this, this fantastic alchemy between their actual personality the character on on uh, on screen and what they'll be developing into oh my god did gosh. you write any of the characters with like a specific actor or actress in mind yeah you know i think i can say this safely now um my original plan mm-hmm. for um for marie um was Gwendolyn Christie? Um, that would have been great too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I wanted, I wanted to. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, she was 
I, I, first of all, I've been a, a huge uh, George R. R. Martin fan since. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like hipster geek on here. I'm like back when the books were, you know, little known and had horrible art on the covers. Of course. Um, and, <laughs> um, but uh, and so the brand of Tarth character, I always mm-hmm. thought was interesting. Um, as as a, um, you know, if if this had been written as a male character, would have been the classic kind of hero's journey. But because she's female, what does that bring into uh, the the the, the story um mm-hmm. and uh and unfortunately like, it was a schedule thing didn't work out um mm-hmm. and then uh it somebody threw out Catherine's name and i was like you know what i don't i don't know how that would work because um you know her look is is a little bit different and yeah, uh, she brings in those some some of those other elements um and uh, then we had her do a read and it was just so spot on you oh, know and, uh, and it was her own excitement for that that was really exciting as well Oh my God! Madeline Christie is fantastic as a voice actress too. She voiced her own character in Battlefront too. Yeah, and she has some yep. of the best work in the game. I mean, exactly. it's perfect. So, um, but you know, again, it was kind of a one of the Bob Ross term, like a happy accident. Yeah, where, um, mm-hmm. we ended up with somebody that um, was was not in the original plan, um, but I think has <laughs> entirely owned and redefined what that character is and what she's become. Definitely. She's definitely one of the most beloved characters on the whole team. I mean, uh-huh. you, I've, you see quite a fun battle between all the characters, and that's the good news. When everyone's fighting yeah. over who's their favorite, that's great that everyone's talking <laughs> that, that way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and I remember, um, you know, there were there was a lot of interest in her her response at, at the very end of uh, Final Right. Mm-hmm. And how she, you know, falls to her knees with with tears in her eyes, mm-hmm. and uh, the the fact that that registered for for the community in such a way. And I, I saw, you know, folks saying, "I've never seen this sort of thing mm-hmm. in a zombie story." Oh, oh we were vocal. We were vocal about the characterization. <laughs> That's right. But but here's the thing: if you didn't care about her character, mm-hmm. if you didn't care about why she was there, mm-hmm. that would have just, you know, uh, yeah. sailed by. Um, but the fact that there was the response, positive and negative, to her. Uh, a reaction like that, um, for me, it felt like we had won as far as creating a, 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 a fully three-dimensional character. That's awesome to hear. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> with all the positivity, I'm sure some people now are like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough of right, ask right. them some hard <laughs> questions here. So debatably, are over. debatably we hard are. questions here. But uh, they're the number one question on Reddit that was very... Uh, mm, people really wanted this asked and let me get it verbatim at this point but uh, the Redditor says it is plain to see that World War II Zombies was made with cooperative play in mind as it stands right now solar easter eggs are ridiculously difficult will we see an easier version of solo play down the line yeah that was that was actually a tactical decision we made Mm -hmm. you know um, when when you create a game I mean I remember Way back when we was, uh, one of my first games I worked on was Advent Rising on the mm-hmm. Xbox. I mean, you guys remember that game? Um, <laughs> nice, right? Way That's back old. Then, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and and we were, the the plan was, I mean, this we were a first time developers, so right out of the box, we're like, this game will do everything. It's mm-hmm. gonna have amazing single player co op. Yep. It's gonna have um, evolving weapon abilities, and it's gonna have a branching storyline, which is and um, that. Even trying to get half of that done meant none of us slept for like two years getting that out of the game. Mm-hmm. And and you realize to even just to balance a game to a, a certain type is a a 
massive undertaking. I mean, it is, it is a lot of work because the, uh, the, the, the strength of the enemies, the strength of the weapons, the strength of what you know you do as a character and how you want your skills to be rewarded as you're progressing through, mm-hmm. um, they all play into that. And, and even the way you time the, uh, the narrative elements. Um, and so it was a decision we made uh, pretty early into the game that this is, this is a co-op game and we are going to put the lion's share of our effort towards that, mm-hmm. uh, towards that element, um, and and even do a, a parts of the game that encourage that way of playing. Um, however, I tend to be a uh, sometimes I just like to solo my way through a, a, a game, and I get that, you know, mm-hmm. and I know that's a, a portion. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to make the game impossible that way, um, <clears throat> and so so it was a decision that we as a team made. Like it, it's going to be more, more challenging. If you go into a co-op game and you and you say screw everybody else, I'm going to do this as you know, I'm going to be the hero of the day and go solo. It's going to be harder. That is a deliberate decision to make it harder. Uh, the belief was that for those that are able to make it through that uh, brutality mm-hmm. in the end, it will be celebrated. And and it is something we've noticed on on uh, Reddit and everything else is when you know you poor bastards get through the single player player slog. It is something to uh, you know pop some champagne about. It is a, a big deal, and and that is a is, that is part of the design. And I know there are people that are going to be cursing my name for the and cursing <laughs> our team's decision on that. Yeah. But in in the end, we we simply did not have the uh, the time to be able to do both of them, and so we had to make a call. And that that is one of the hard parts of game design is even with a, a massive title like Call of Duty, you've still got finite number of hands and mm-hmm. finite number of hours uh, in the day. So you've got to make calls like like that where you'll, you'll say, you know what, I think we've got to go one way or the other. And so um, I I still think, I know I know it's caused some frustration for the, the people that are solely into doing that and maybe are more on the casual side. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and I mean, that is... Uh, I regret that. I wish I wish we could do more in that direction, but we couldn't. And uh, and I think the result of having a um, a single experience that is definitely more brutal and and community communally recognized as a, as a harder deal, I, th- I think is a is, is a nice way of uh, of kind of fitting that work in. If that makes sense. Hundred percent. I think that absolutely answers the question. And to follow up with that, Rizzo and many other people are curious about the notebook and then that decision yeah. to get removed yeah. as well. So is that yeah. another one of those time restraints and especially like two Easter eggs you'd have to create because they love the casual and the hardcore? Right. Is it once again the time constraints? Yeah, and and I need to uh, remind everybody the. Uh, that was experimental and that was something that was we put it in like we need to see how that goes and it it caused a little bit of confusion in the community initially mm-hmm. um there were people saying oh wait well so if i got to the casual version am i done there's that's it there's nothing else and then little by little people uh, discovered what was there and and so we kind of had to look at risk reward there um mm-hmm. one of our, our our broader pictures you know i told you we've got the kind of the overall what's going to be happening throughout the season plan was that the first map was going to be well we hope an introduction to the sledgehammer style of doing of the, doing this mode and and maybe even an introduction for for people that have never played uh zombies before um you know i know we we talked to a lot of people that um you know their first zombie experience whether it was through you know uh previous studios or then was always like okay i get in and, and there's zombies 
um, but I'm in this really small space and, and I, and they're dropping change on the floor. And what are these chalk outlines of guns on the wall? Mm -hmm. And there, there, there's a lot that was kind of assumed because we've got this already, you know, elite group of players who come through and just want to devour this every year. And so mm -hmm. that, that was behind the decision to do the prologue in final Reich. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. the decision behind having, having, uh, narratively sound reasons behind these elements of gameplay um and uh and it was the reason behind the notebook initially was okay well, let's let's show them that there are things elements that they can track and move through but also have these these easter eggs that are that, that just pop up as kind of a a primer to uh to to, to zombies mode mm -hmm. um we got into darkest shore and uh again because because of our uh restraints we were like okay it, it's a known quantity that the as we move into DLC season, the new player base kind of um, you know decrescendos, and and this is this is more a case of either if anybody that we've converted over into the game style right. in Final Right, or those that have already been you know the loyal fans are going to be going through. So there there was just less of a need for um, these uh, the the walkthrough stuff and the, the notebook stuff. Um, and so, and again, it's, it's one of those calls you have to make with, uh, okay, if we've got X amount of resources and time, mm -hmm. uh, where, where do we go? And, and I know that there are, there are folks that love the notebook. I actually love that too. I like, I love the mm -hmm. idea of, um, you know, every, for me, it's all narrative based. I'm like, well, of course, if you're going to be going in locked and loaded with the team on this mission, you're going to be keeping notes. You're going to have mm -hmm. that, that mission sort of thing. And, and, uh, if, especially if there are mysteries to be solved, that will all be there. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's something that that had had to uh, move out of the process right there. Now I know there were some questions about you know in the future would there be a director's cut or anything like that? Mm -hmm. um, if, and not to jump into uh, no you know, no please sir. <laughs> of course I read this before. Um, and uh, if uh, if we do that, uh, we've already got the elements of those notebooks and everything that were generated and written up already, and so Ooh. that would that most likely going in that yeah. is very exciting news mm -hmm. if it works yeah. out of course no problem yeah, exactly. <laughs> now i know i know you've you've teased before in the past um like the potential more survival maps coming to the game and i think some yeah. people were expecting them to be in the shadow throne there weren't yeah. any is this something that maybe the community could be looking forward to more survival um, maps, like yeah survival. that's the sort of thing i can't give any specifics on yeah please don't but, get in trouble please don't yeah <laughs> yeah i don't want to get you in trouble no, so, but what i can say is we were um I mean, the whole prologue um, element with Groston House there, um, we'd, we'd set that up. Mm -hmm. And it, again, it was a classic case of um, some of our designers were just, you know, late one night. They're like, hey, let's just do endless spawn, see what that's like in Groston House. I'm like, oh, it's kind of fun. And they actually, I got a call at like two in the morning saying, <laughs> dude, you got to pop on and try this. Um, and, uh, and it was really fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but we were not expecting it to get the mad love that it had gotten. And it became a favorite and and there was something very much about it as the it feels a little more like world at war you know those classic zombies being yes. in that tiny space mm -hmm. and we're like okay we we'd already done some things kind of as the homage to our predecessors of course yeah and um, so that one felt right but um it, it was uh for the the amount of work that goes into a tiny little map like that compared to the reward of you know the the, the cheers and adulations from hundreds of thousands um we're like okay, so that's that's a, let's just say that's a lesson we learned, and uh, it's it's mm -hmm. not something we're going to be uh, uh, forgetting. That, that's what Fair I've enough. said many times over. Like the community uh -huh. really 
really appreciates that. Like with right. past developers, they have these they have these really large maps that could easily be cordoned off into survival maps. And I feel like it wouldn't, like you just said, the yeah. amount of resources it would take towards how much enjoyment the players would get out of it. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's something people would really, really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and it, it's, uh, I mean, it's still work. I mean, it's not like, Oh, yeah. just put up a wall right there yeah. and boom, we got it. And so it has to be attuned and there's still, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, where, where we'll, you know, if you get to round, Anytime you open up, well, we've got to go infinite rounds on this. That's got to be tested. And that means we've got to, you know, just get that that little section there and say, okay. And we've got some incredible testers that have skills like you wouldn't believe. And, of course, we'll try turning on, you know, the God mode and everything else. But you eventually Mm -hmm. want to see, like, how far can we go? Can we get to, you know, round 100 in this tiny little map? And how brutal is the... Uh, the whistling response at that point. Uh, and so, oh God, that's... so, so it, I mean, it's work. Like it's yeah. not something you snip off a door and, and away we go. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have to ask, cause I was, I was oh. pretty critical of DLC one. Um, I, I really like the launch map. I I house. DLC one. I was, I was very critical of that. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering why, cause DLC two, I, I was shocked how much I enjoyed it. Uh, Why is there such a huge disconnect in terms of how much there is for, in terms of gameplay, not in terms of story, because I, I'm more of a, a player in terms uh, right. Why is there such a disconnect with how much there is to do in DLC 2 as opposed to DLC 1? Because DLC 1 to me felt very, very barren in a lot of places, versus DLC uh, 2 feels jam-packed with things to do for everyone. Right. Um, the... Uh... When, by the time we got to DLC 2, I mean, I, I've mentioned this with Reed before, our our Zombies team is actually the smaller crew in the studio, you know. And uh, in, in Final Reich, luckily we had, you know, two years to be building up these layers. Um, we, we had some shifts in strategy when we hit uh, Darkest Shore. By the time we got to, um, to Shadow Throne, uh, the single-player team had been freed up. And so uh, you guys have seen Sam Howell. Yeah, has yeah. been responding a lot. So we all of a sudden had some very talented hands on deck um, that could could help to uh, expand out uh, what was there. So it was, I mean, what what you're noticing, um, you know, you're kind of feeling on a geek gamer level um, was is, is just evidence of us simply having um, a, a team that was essentially doubled at this point. So that makes a lot of sense. What I was worried with. It's great to get those insights though, because when you go into it blind and you don't know what's behind it, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to be critical of it when you don't know the reasoning. And and Mm -hmm. I, I, I love the darkest shore. Like I, for me, the darkest shore um, is a little bit more of a kind of surgically precise um, experiment with some elements of gameplay. Um, We were able to, the shadow throne wouldn't work if we hadn't learned what we had through the darkest shore and, and what we were able to, the story we were able to tell um, with the darkest shore. Um, and, uh, but, and, and even in a kind of a grander sense, um, there should be more to do in Berlin in, in this massive city, you know, with, mm-hmm. with uh, all these different sides. And so um, the, uh, I, I think while, while Berlin is that there were a lot of, experiments that we that had come to fruition they were like okay cool that means let's open up the gates on melee weapons right. let's open up uh you know the gates on these little um, vignettes that are happening off to the side um you know did we like what happened with the corpse gate on uh, on darkest shore do we want to shift in tone uh, a little bit away from the 
Um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, we're, we're, we're a little less saw now and a little more Indiana Jones. Yes. Um, and we're going to, we're going to be clear. moving that a lot more thematically as well. Oh, cool. And so. just to caveat why I had that initial reaction, I thought you weren't going that way. I thought you were going, you should ask it now anyway, with your exo zombies, go ahead, <laughs> go ask your exo zombie questions if you want to at this point. <laughs> oh, no. Are you sure you don't want to, you don't want to get it out of your system? But, and, and I didn't have anything caveat. to do with exos at all. That was that was exo was before my time. All right. So, oh, um, so yeah, there's well, there is at least on on my end, uh, very little that is a response to that stuff. However, the, a lot of the team still was there, and I've heard the occasional cheers and grumbles and whistles about <laughs> what happened there. And so I'm, I, I, we're not entirely in a vacuum, according to exo zombies. But uh, mm-hmm. I uh, I've, I've made it a I, and this is something that I think hits hits the center of a lot of the questions that I saw on, mm-hmm. on Reddit is that um, we really wanted to make um, a, a uniquely sledgehammer version of this mode, you know, with mm-hmm. the, the DNA in our studio, going back to dead space, mm-hmm. um, going back to um, science fiction, you know, going back to, to horror. Yep. Um, and uh, granted it's, it's a different type of game, you know, in, in dead space, we, we had that space to, um, to uh, you know, tell tell a little more of a, um, a story that could meander and take its time. Right. Whereas in, in a zombies mode, it's 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 a race from the get go. You know, and and there, uh, and a lot of times in a single player game, well, you've got a time to say, hey, let's slow the player down here. Let's put some some roadblocks up so they can stop and notice and, um, and see what's going on. You do that in uh, in a zombies game, and you will be soundly cursed and escorted <laughs> out of the building. <laughs> Um, yeah. In fact, even some of the places where we tried to do that and learned in Final Reich, um, were were, you know, we 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 heard the response we got from you. And I don't know if you noticed. Fire there plates. are a lot less jump scares going yeah, on. Yeah, scares, yeah, a lot yeah. less yeah. moments where you're pulled to the thing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and so it, because in the end, it's got to be gameplay first. It's right. got to be what what is fun, what feels right, what <laughs> flows. Um, after that has been you know refined. That's where we uh, try to bring in the elements of narrative and uh, and and fun. Was it daunting taking on the zombies' mantle? Because the community can be both passionate, but at the same time ravenous. Was that <laughs> what was that like when you when you got when the moment you realized, all right, I'm the creative director of zombies. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, I've I've worked on some daunting projects before, and mm-hmm. I like taking on a project where. Um, you know, there's a fan base out there where you know that they, um, their expectations, and uh, it's always the the biggest challenge is where can you innovate, where can you change things up, and and what will be like oh exciting and interesting, and what will be like oh damn you you've changed everything I love you know, um, mm-hmm. and uh, with zombies it was it was a, a really tricky thing because I saw what Lee had done, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean he really kind of pushed some boundaries into into the comedic, into the funny, you know, and uh, super clever. Love, love where he went with that. In fact, that I think would have been one of my instincts um, to, to go with this, but he had already so uh, brilliantly covered uh, the tongue in cheek right. with, with that. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, uh, Treyarch's Zombies has its own very unique footprint um, as far as what they've done. Um, and But it seemed like, oh, this is a place where Sledgehammer could really uh, markets territory. You know, my own experience in in writing science fiction mm-hmm. meant it's hard for me to tell a story that is mystical without having some 
um, you know, quantum physics tied in there somewhere, some element of, of this is the real story why that happened. Right. Um, but uh, uh, we, we really wanted to come in there was entirely self-contained. So they felt the minute you open up the sledgehammer and Nazi zombies, you know you're in that. You know, and I know we've been, we've got some criticism for um, a similarity between the maps. and and that that was a, a deliberate choice is we want these to have that same feel. These are chapters in the same book. And, uh, you know, wh- whereas, um, you know, Lee and Blundell, some of their chapters are like, wow, here's a, a wild new change in color palette, a wild new change mm-hmm. in, in this or that. We wanted to keep our our cameras focused in a little bit more. You know, it's, it's a little bit more, at least initially, an intimate story of four um, you know, soldiers thrown into something that has gone completely off the rocker. And that's, and that's what the best, the best horror stories aren't about the monsters. It's about the people trying to survive coming up against what's there. You know, Absolutely. the walking dead is not about zombies. And turn yep. it into a story about, I don't know, a plague of locusts or, you know, a flood or, uh, mm. you know, um, and it, but it's about those characters. So that we wanted to, to have that. And so, that means we're not going on, you know, wild junkets into, you know, sort of Tex Avery, Technicolor, you know, backgrounds. Um, everything needs to look and feel like it is still in the shadowed corners of um, uh, our, our World War II uh, scenario there. So uh, we, we still want to make it look different. You know, we still want you've got the, the snowy nighttime village of Middleburg. Mm-hmm. You've got the early morning uh, foggy uh, uh, island. um and then, you know, Berlin, um, one of our primary concerns was, okay, we want to make sure this doesn't feel like Middleburg, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and w- while it's still, you know, only, you know, uh, miles away from the, 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 sure. the location and while it's still the same technology and everything else, the, uh, uh, using that, uh, that kind of pushing that film noir idea and pushing what, what are the evils that happen in a city? What are the elements that happen when you, you have all this together? Then on top of that, it's a city that has been in a chokehold from this this uh, this regime. Uh, and uh, and it was a city that was that was divided even then. You know, not everybody was for what was happening. There. Absolutely. And uh, and the people reacted differently to the, the coming invasion. And there were there are tragic stories of um you know, uh, people taking cyanide pills and walking out into the park and sitting on benches. And, and as the Russians rolled in there, they, they found uh, horrific elements of, of, of dead bodies waiting for them mm-hmm. uh, before they even got in there. Um, and, uh, and then to say, okay, we're placing our characters who've already been through so much hell mm-hmm. um, right in the middle of that. And uh, you know, the, the, of course the undead horrors uh, uh, moving across it. We we wanted we wanted to evoke that. And it looks like the the community has really responded well to that. And so I'd say so because we see our characters clearly having that type of arc now, and they're starting like, and it's kind of commonplace as awful as it is, but traumatic events cause bonding experiences between people. Right. So right. what we're seeing, like you said already, with the cracks in our characters early on, and then in the next map, like oh well, we really knew why Marie was here, but they're, they're yeah. getting on the same page of like we're in it now. We're in the thick yeah. of it, so let's make the best of this. Do you want to take yeah. us through some of these design mechanics like to put us on the blimp, even narrative speaking, and to kill off Dr. Straub? You don't yeah. give away stuff that gets you in trouble. That's no fun to spoil <laughs> things. But like sure. this was 
really something to me that I was just I've been dying for for years. And a mm-hmm. Derizon Drock Treyarch played with jumping back in time and you seeing like characters mm-hmm. and cutscenes and this type of stuff. But this is like classic gaming. Me and John were talking about previously like um, Sly Cooper's games going on to the yeah. blimps with Arpeggio oh, yeah. and even Bioshock yeah. Infinite. And it's just like mm-hmm. these mechanics. Are, can translate so well into zombies in this narrative experience, even with uh, prologue. Like there, I see that could be a zombie campaign. If you guys had resources, oh man, would I love to see a whole story like that. But obviously, that's not how the game mode is, and that's not how what Call of Duty Zombies is at this point. So take us through the whole like blimp part, at least of the Easter egg in that design. Sure. Well, I mean, a lot of this was when we made the decision. Okay, this is the bombing of. Um, we don't have a whole lot of. Um, space and time to be telling a lot of story like this is things are closing down the shutting the uh you know uh and so we had to make the decision like how are our characters like if they if this was a real mission mm-hmm. and they were rescued on illegal land and took a boat back to the states what would happen most likely is you know the commanding officer would say good job you guys get rested up um the allies will have this. We're sweeping things up already and we're done here. And, and mm-hmm. there would be all sorts of, you know, um, hospital time and psychological evaluation after mm-hmm. this sort of thing. So we're like, we've got to keep them in the shit, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, and, and yeah. And then, then moving, uh, Straub into that. I, I, I wanted to, even though we're doing kind of a serialized story here, mm-hmm. um, I didn't want to make it too well that, Rascally Straub got away again. Off That's a thing. I remember we, we talked about this. Off again. We uh, talked about this on Zombras months ago. We were, we were worried it was going to fall into the trap of like the, your princess is in another castle, right. like it's Super right. Mario. And right. that's why, like, me and Reed, we love the bold move to kill Straub yeah. off. And yeah, yeah, I, I think anybody uh, who hasn't done the Easter egg. Well, well because the uh, I, I mean, and, and you guys have gotten these hints, this is not there's more than just Straub's plans here there's more than just tactics here yeah and uh so i've been <laughs> i've been hinting like this for 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 quite a while that if you uh get in and read and figure out what the zombies are saying uh not one of them has said his name at all um not one of them is mentioning the nazis at mm-hmm. all there's something deeper and darker going on there's a reason that the uh sort of barbarossa is not in one piece um, mm. and, uh, and, and was, was pulled apart a long time ago. And this gets back to something we were talking about earlier, um, uh, studying the history of Frederick Barbarossa. Mm. It's, it's a fascinating story of this, you know, back in a day and age when, you know, most people still got old and died by their mid thirties. Mm. Um, this guy had this, um, incredible story of, of being a moderately successful Duke in Germany um, and then he goes on this crusade with the king of with the king of Germany, and then begins this meteoric rise to king of Germany, Holy Roman Emperor, and and and, and an emperor that conquers place after place, and and mm-hmm. has this obsession with the Crusades. Um, and uh, so again, the best way to tell these stories is okay. This is what we know. Where are these you know kind of creative um lee points these creative um spots that we don't quite know what happened um or why this happened um and there are all sorts of theories i mean you you look up the hows and the whys of uh why of how barbarossa became what he became um and there are no two historians that are going to agree exactly on what happened so we're like Mm. okay guess what we get to do we're going to say he came across this sword and uh and why is this sword not mentioned why is this not in any of the histories well 
looks like there's been a group that has been deliberately um, wiping out those elements of history and deliberately hiding this 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 stuff. And uh, and you guys, there's so many um, there are so it's many power elements of, in the history too, where I'm like, you know what, this battle that he just won. If the if the records actually said that he was there and was raising his soldiers with the touch of his sword, and that's how he turned around what looked like it was going to be a rout mm-hmm. and turned it around and won this. Um, that there's a lot there, and I'm just there. Um, I'm hoping at some point once we get all these uh, these games on the books, we can do some uh, appendices um, mm. about, about this sort of thing. But but look into um, and I know some of you guys have the um, the battles. That, that were fought and and okay. and ask yourself the question would this would the mystery of this battle be answered better by the fact that you've mm. got a general who is uh summoning troops that uh that you thought were down for the count interesting i love yeah. just you've just I made my it. nights a lot busier <laughs> yeah. well and because it's it, this sort of you got to remember the, these wars were long before we had um mm. the machines of war were interesting you know this mm. is not battles were won not by how many tanks and uh, guns and and ships do we have? But literally, how many hands do we have right. on board? You know, yeah. and so they were the single biggest asset that a uh, a warlord had were the the number of troops. And and nobody ever asked, okay, but were they smart troops? Mm. Were they you know were they troops that um, were good with a bow and arrow? You know, and granted, these these weapons would make a difference. But in the end, the guy with 10,000 warriors versus the guy with 2,000 warriors is is a, a given conclusion, right? Right. right. Um, and oftentimes, because just the, the the vision of thousands of warriors coming over the hill would make your, you know, yeah. your troops drop their weapons and run. So, um, so again, a lot of this thought was, was kind of put into how this would be there. And um, and this is true in just about any game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you can see, you actually see elements of this in Overwatch as well. Yep. Um, so much story and so much thought and so much um, pre-game development um, has been put into characters that um, all we get are like the little rays of light that kind of slip through when we're not developing the game. Um, but the richness of those rays is really evidence towards what kind of thought went through on that. And so, oh. and luckily we're getting to do a little bit more of that. Um, <laughs> in fact, I uh, there, there's, there's always so much story I want to tell. And so I finally was like, you know what, some of my notes that I'm taking for, for these story elements, I'm just going to put some sketches in them and make these from Drosten, and we'll just drop these because yeah, perfect. there's no way we're going to get this through, uh, you know, through our, our locs and everything else in our process uh, in the game. Well, is that uh, why they you keep yeah. releasing them on Twitter? Because that's the big thing. It's just like, we want them in our dossier inside the game. Yeah. But is yeah. it just... We were wondering that. Why, just why are they, why are they in through? Twitter not in the game? So, so this idea of eventually getting into book that's going to have more of these elements that's what we would that's what we'd like to do with this mm-hmm. because yeah i i love the idea of being self-contained that being said the uh the concept of i know there's a buzzword of transmedia okay of, of developing mm-hmm. out a story uh behind behind an ip and having it available in different aspects on mm-hmm. you know the social media right. or a blog i i that is incredibly appealing to me i, I did a project was a blizzard for uh, StarCraft II: Heart of the Swarm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys look up Project Blackstone, okay. um, it was it was an attempt to um, get people reinvested in the story, and and we had characters that we built entirely on Twitter, and we used Twitter as their means of communicating with each other. Hmm. We put out a ProjectBlackstone.com was originally a website 
um, that we had password protected. And, uh, and I used hexadecimal coding to hide the code in the front of the page. So we had our, our fans going in, cracking that password, jumping in. They jumped into the site, and it was an email inbox of a xenobiologist who had been co-opted by the Dominion government. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and they, the, the fans themselves got to kind of unravel the story and sleuth their way into oh. what was going on. We had a bunch of short stories written behind that. And so that would not have worked if it was all just on the disc. Of course. You know, there's something about um, being immersed in an imaginative universe and feeling like, you know what? If I hop on Twitter, I get this part of the story. And 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 maybe a blog is the best way to tell this part of the story. Like I love mm-hmm. the tool we've got at this Enigma machine with mm-hmm. codes that feels mm-hmm. a little more governmental. Um, and I like that it's accessible. You could be on your, you know, phone and you know, a, a class or whatever, and be like, I'm, I'm going to leaf through a little bit of this. And, and, and I, I think some of those things fit better and rest better in, uh, in that format um, around the game. Now, that being said, it would be cool if they were accessible on some degree in the game as well. Right, right. Um, Just to connect so, the dots a little bit for yeah, players. Yeah, do you ever exactly. Do you ever worry sometimes that maybe you're missing out on people that are didn't even think to, like, check your Twitter? You know what, the, uh, the Venn diagram, of, of people who play Nazi zombies and people who have the internet um, and people who, you know, are on Twitter is kind of one circle, <laughs> you know, like it's, a, and um, so, so we might be, we might be, but I think um, if you saw the, uh, the numbers we've got from people who are interested in, um, in storytelling through that other aspect, it actually opens up more of an audience than it does excluding ah, other, other this is oh, this wow. is the internal number debate we talked about it's like we we can make yes. these speculations yeah. but if it's like it's it's still spot on whatever how many concurrent players are playing world war ii and if you yeah. if, if that's all that's online right now and then that's all that's watching the videos it's like well they're not missing out on anything yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly and and okay. it's, and i want to make sure like and this is a fine line you how much of this story is vital for gameplay mm-hmm. and how much of this story is uh, for those that are interested enough to go in and dig through um, mm-hmm. to, to find that. Yep. Um, and, and there is a, there's a sense of why well, the whole concept behind an Easter egg is, do I, do I care enough about this to dig further, to go run up against every flat surface in the game and hit X and <laughs> yep. to, you know, there, there's a little bit of work of, mm-hmm. that goes in behind this. And I, and I think it's more rewarding if uh, if you feel like, hey, you know, what? I sleuthed this out, I figured this out, I went and I read this, and I got the, um, you know, I, I dug through the uh, these letters from Drosten, and I, I there's actually a code hidden in here, and there's a pattern on this, um, because the minute, I mean, this is this is one of the, the the secrets of transmedia. The minute you are on Twitter or you're leafing through Drosten's pages, you're already playing our game. Gotcha. Even if you don't have it loaded up right. in our universe. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, the it is that kind of immersion uh, into into our imaginative that for me is the win. You know, even if it doesn't directly equal amount of time with the CD in your in your sure. you know, Xbox. Or, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. To your point there, I remember as a child, I would take the strategy guides to school at lunch. I'd be flipping through Kingdom Hearts' strategy guide, yeah. Bioshock 2. Yeah. I remember that yeah. very fondly because it was just like, man, I want to go home and now try out these things. Those, right. to see it those, right. strat- those strategy guides were the best sometimes. Like yeah. You get the big oh, yeah. and you just leaf through them. And you, 
I mean, how many times did you you played a game so much you went to bed and you were fighting those battles in your mind? Yes, That's, like mm. that is a shared real estate oh. um, for a creator. And and I I uh, I mean, for me, this is a, a sign of my age. I remember when the Star Wars movies first came out, mm-hmm. and they had Happy Meals that were Star Wars themed, and they would come with a little um, little album, a little LP mm-hmm. you could put on, and a little picture book, and you could go. It's the first time I learned about. Kashyyyk, the, the oh, planet that the, the Wookiees came from, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, as a kid, you're like, well, of course, this world all exists and somebody has this consistent idea mm-hmm. that they're keeping there. And I really think that, um, you know, Lucas and uh, and Lucasfilm were the first to do this idea of consistent creative direction and consistent mm-hmm. world building. And uh, so I could get the Happy Meal story about the Wookiees and it still felt like it fit in the story of Luke mm-hmm. Skywalker and Han Solo, you know? Um, and, and, and it gives this sense of kind of this, this world that is consistent and it's percolating in other corners of, of existence, even when you're not playing the game, this world is still there on, on, on some degree. And, uh, it's funny. I don't know if you guys have seen ready player one. Not yeah, yet. But it I read it. Definitely explores, uh, uh, similar ideas, um, along those lines. A lot of my own writing has gone into that. And so this is what just entirely fascinates me. And this is why we're probably going to have elements of Nazi zombies that, that do live in their own uh, own places outside of the uh, outside of the disc. That makes sense. Does that, that what you just described? Is that the reason you've published thirteen novels? Was that like the start of you getting obsessed <laughs> with writing and all the mythos of worlds and all that? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I think most game designers have talked uh, really get to them. They're, they are storytellers, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, games. Are one language you can tell stories in, you know, uh, illustration, art. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I majored in animation. Uh, it's mm-hmm. another fantastic way of, of telling stories. Um, and uh, sometimes those stories just take wing, you know, best in on the printed page. And sometimes it's the uh, you, the challenge of telling a story where your audience is your protagonist is addictive and fascinating. And that's what games are. Where, yeah. where it's like, okay, I can't control where these players are going to go, and they might go off and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. bump into every flat surface on the game. And that is not going to make any sense narratively, but I want to re- create a world where they might actually do that. And it would make sense, you know? So oh, that's that, that was a lot of why we had Klaus um, mm-hmm. stuck in Middleburg for years and he's an engineer. And so he's, he's hiding things. And, you know, you, mm-hmm. and you guys noticed he had his little Jack in the box um, um, metal stamp that he kind of left around there. And so yep. we're like, okay, there, there's actually a narrative reason why you might spend half an hour looking at the pattern of bricks on a wall, you know? <laughs> it might be something you hid there. You know? That's I never thought about that, like writing the player's intuition into the That's into really the good. Character. That's, That's really good. Clever. I mean, doesn't that show up in the bunker in multiplayer's headquarters as Klaus's stamp all over those walls? Yeah. Oh, yep. I love it. Yep. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. All right, how about what a lot of people, and even some of the criticisms I've had, is the power-ups, the mods, the creative class slots. Once again, is this getting into our problem of just, it's a small team, we can't add more of these things for the future DLCs. Right, right. right. And, and a lot of it too, um, we really like the flow and the gameplay that we've that we've established with these, mm-hmm. with these elements, with these power-ups. Um, and, uh, and so it comes down to that, that kind of cost-benefit analysis of, well, what if we play with, this new type of zombie, you know, like the uh, the Moichler, um mm-hmm. was was somewhere like, oh, we love how that just drives that push through the, the fog and everything else. Um, in this case, the uh, we decided we really wanted to to mess with um, kiting, 
and we really wanted to mess with, uh, you know, well, okay, I'm going to just run this uh, train of zombies around infinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, what if uh, Strava's blasting them into being faster than you uh, from a Zeppelin every mm-hmm. once in a while? And, and, and again, don't take this the wrong way, mm-hmm. but we were just laughing and cheering from our <laughs> from the sideline. Yeah. You know, one train after another just bit the dust and they were like, because we're like, it, it worked, you know? And, yes. And, and Sometimes it takes you a moment to realize they're faster, We don't want to break things. We don't want to make sure. it impossible to, to do that stuff. But, but Disrupt. It's, it's almost like the whole audience is is learning and training, getting better together. And so we're like, we think we can roll with this. We think they can. And, and obviously they did. Mm-hmm. And you did. Um, mm-hmm. So we we have some more plans for, uh, for different... Um, for changes in, in what sure. you mentioned. Don't get um, in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that is a known thing. And we, we've been deliberately experimenting with what we thought um, would have the most effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I can safely say this. We have got some big changes coming down the pipe for, okay. um, for gameplay and style and everything. Because um, it, it, it's something that, Trying, trying to get a read for the flow of the franchise and the flow of the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we feel like we've, okay, we've, we've proven that we can do um, an interesting mis- uh, mystery. We can do an interesting story told through these, uh, these epic, bigger maps. Um, and so, so where can we flex our creative muscles a little bit more down, down the road? And I don't want to distract from some of the experiments we've done with, uh, with Berlin mm-hmm. right now, but um yeah, there's there's a lot of, of very exciting and uh, innovative stuff uh, coming down the pike. Well, at least Sledgehammer Studio has already shown that on the opposite side with multiplayer because they did a complete overhaul of the class system, and that right. completely has yeah. changed how the game uh, is functioning. I mean, I play quite a bit of multiplayer as well, and I was playing it again today, and I was very very shocked at how differently the game plays now, and it's it's interesting yeah. to see that evolution. So. Um, Orders a little as well. More player agency, a little more player ability with getting uh, who they want and how they play. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and uh, that is one of the, the most exciting things about just game design in general, especially doing it right now. Is we don't we don't finish a game and put it on a box, you know, up on the shelf at Walmart, and then you know wipe our hands off and say, okay, well, hopefully this works. It's a lot more like live theater where mm-hmm. we're in and we're listening to the audience. And we're like, you know what? That joke has just fallen flat every time. We're going to, you know, throw in a banana peel here. We're going to throw in uh, this mm-hmm. or that element. You can be more responsive um, to the audience. And, and the, the multiplayer team has done an exceptional job this, this last little bit. And um, have, have done a great job of working with us on saying, okay, what have we learned? Because there are some there are some similar lessons that you get from, from both modes of the game. That makes sense. I noticed you added the supplies tab to zombies and the mail officer and the quartermaster and uh, the good old order stuff. So once again, I just good. <laughs> just want to tell you good. Keep it up. <laughs> yeah. No. And and then, and that was that was a hard decision. We've been talking about getting orders and contracts mm-hmm. um, available with this DLC. Um, there were a few bits of polish, and I, I think we've kind of responded to that one already. Um, I also like how that hasn't, uh, you know, it's allowed everybody to focus in on the Easter eggs for this first little bit. Orders and contracts are coming through shortly. They're a lot of fun. They completely, it's the sort of thing we've been wanting to have in for a while, but mm. it now gives that that sense of progression. And, and every, uh, you know, every uh, hour you spend in on this game will have 
something uh, very deliberate and changing and uh, productive. I Wonderful. Guess, for, for going well, that sounds yeah. good because that's their complaint of where's the replayability in this game, especially yeah. for the solo yeah. players. They get mm-hmm. very upset about this and very critical that yeah. the game mode doesn't have them playing to God knows what rounds for whatever reason. Right, right. And that's, and, and we, you know, just want to let you know, very aware of that. We want to make sure Great to hear. That, um, that that movement through and that progress uh, feels rewarding, uh, prestiging, and needs to feel more rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and those are uh, elements that, that we're going to be responding to uh, over the next little bit. Fantastic. So. so let's get back a little bit to the blimp and killing off Straub. What was it like okay. to make that sequence and the decision process to uh, – to do that in such a way, almost like an in-game cutscene, seeing our 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 antagonist just what a grizzled death right there, brutal yeah. in front of our faces. Well, he, there um, we've talked a little bit about um, the zombie theme as a metaphor for the atrocities of, right. of World War Two, right, right, um, and uh, and and you know, Doctor Straub is very much the kind of the incarnation of a lot of the the evil thought that went into to what happened here. And so, mm-hmm. um, so there's a little bit of a, I'll be honest, of a, a very kind of um, pituitary fitting end rage response to, to how he goes down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, that is not a slow death and that is not a painless death. Um, and uh, you know, and, and we've, we've played with some elements, the um, I don't know if you noticed in some of the early videos we got of, of Straub, he's, he kind of scratches at his neck mm-hmm. and you'll see mm-hmm. on some of the, uh, some of his elements, he's got some scars there. And this is a man who is, has been fascinated by pain mm-hmm. um, in every way, shape and form since before he got into, you know, his profession. Um, that makes sense. And, and what that, yeah. And, and, and obviously there, there is very little that can, um, can disturb or bother him. He's carrying what used to be the, uh, the head of his one time ally. Yeah. On his, and just so he can torture him again and again on the on this gate, um, and uh, and 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 for for this reason, how do you give a, what feels like a fitting end and a satisfactory end? Um, and it, it's uh, you know we thought well, why not have the the one thing he is most proud of, what he most considers his his mm. his grand work, mm. um, be his undoing. That's a good you know, classic. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah. I love like, it yeah. thematically. Oh, yeah. so, there's not a whole lot of complex going on right there. It's just like, okay, this is this is what needs to happen. And and we didn't want the hokey like, oh, he falls off into the fog, and so maybe he survived. Like, no, he is ripped into little handfuls <laughs> by angry, angry zombies. And uh, there's there's no, you know, we're not we're not pulling any um, any shenanigans on this one. He oh, is nice. He's now being chewed apart and pulled apart, and it's isn't it? Now tiny little snowball-sized pieces all over the blimp. So, it's no Walking um, Dead. You didn't roll under a dumpster. <laughs> oh, oh, exactly. God. Exactly. Um, and I think you know. Again, we this is a lot we've uh, we, we've seen in, uh, in in Game of Thrones. We've mm-hmm. seen a little bit of this in Walking Dead as well. Is when the audience knows people can die, and when they die, it changes things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then then that makes a story a little little more interesting, a little more scary. Like nobody is too precious. In, in our story that they're you know guaranteed to survive or guaranteed to be in the next uh, in the next installment um, and and here's the other thing we're gonna see I, I haven't seen anybody asking this question but mm-hmm. I mean yeah awesome that the Nazis just lost this brilliant mind um, but 
what does that mean when the one guy who was controlling this situation, mm-hmm. the one guy who knew how it worked? Yeah, sir. Oh, we've been talking. Me and John have been talking about okay, that. Good. <laughs> good. Because this might not all go well. Mm-hmm. This might not all be, you know, um, something that we've got a complete hold over. Now, granted, yeah, you make the logical assumption that I'm, on, to some degree, Straub has been instructing those around him. And obviously, you know, if they're dropping blitz machines and these gun buys into the city, there is a chain of command. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the idea that, that the, uh, the, the electric shells and the elements that um, our four heroes have picked up were invented for the Nazi officers right. that are meant to be controlling uh, the undead. Um, and so it's not like, you know, he was the one puppet master controlling the strength. However, um, knowing Straub and his egomania and, um, you know, he, there were obviously some things that he kept to himself. He's got this, his electro Schnell was, um, uh, attuned for, I've, I've seen this question a lot that mm. the confrontation with Straub and the other maps is that canon. Um, oh, yes. he, uh, oh. so he, he had created his own personal, uh, field of Geistcraft that repelled bullets <laughs> that, that kept him from from being her like this. And haven't you guys ever read Dune? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Okay. I haven't got Do all the way through Dune. How those shields work in Dune? So they they repel anything fast. They repel a ballistic. Oh, oh so just like a Forever bullet. War. Did you ever mm-hmm. read that book too? And that's why they use daggers uh-huh. in the yep. fight because the dagger can uh, the slow blade penetrates the shield i think mm-hmm. that's one of the terms mm-hmm. there yeah and so so in by making himself invulnerable to bullets um oh, perfect yeah uh, oh. the only thing that would take him down were the uh hungry hungry claws slow of, uh, rip of a that makes perfect sense flesh apart yeah oh because uh, we, we we would see them we're like is he actually there mm-hmm. yeah because the yeah. i've seen there's happen. a lot of is it a hallucination yeah is yeah hallucination oh that's perfect yeah some people are going full-on like memento and then Yep. Like, no, you had you had me you had me thinking maybe he's already dead. Yeah. I, I read I saw that. I've seen some people saying <laughs> me too. This, you know, that uh, was interesting. Uh, is it all an illusion or a dream or something? Oh. That was him. This is his place. He how how is he so easily walking in amongst the uh the undead? Well he's made sure that he's attuned this energy to uh give him and, and that's essentially what you reverse, what you turn around on him. Uh, yeah. on the on the blimp. So. Oh my god, that's beautiful. Oh, it's so yeah, good. for for the for the <laughs> for the people who are out there hunting these little story details. Yeah, yeah. I think, at least from my perspective, now's the time to start looking into like the greater evil behind all of it. And I think right. probably the key to that would be the zombies' language, as you've mentioned. Do you have right. any hints or directions or tips to anybody trying so, to crack that? Mm-hmm. So that's the funny thing. I was positive. I was positive that sucker would be cracked halfway through the final Reich, um, uh, and and because it's. There, there's some pretty straightforward rules to the uh, to that, and I've I have given more than I uh, had planned on on giving for that. I think it's interesting the 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 zombies community is um, has this hyper focus on um, where can I click in the map and what are the clues and what can I shoot and it, everything is focused on what's on disc. Mm-hmm. And we've got and the language isn't the only one of these. We've got a couple mysteries that are a little more meta that are going to require. A piece of paper and some thought, and and I, I think people are finally seeing that we, we're seeing some some um, on roads for uh, for a translation and some of that. But that's that's not one you're going to solve by uh, you know hitting X in the right place. That's going to require a little bit of um, 
linguistics and a little bit of uh, kind of study of what's going on there. So um, that's exciting. And uh, yeah, I, and, and that's all I'm going to say about Good. Fair enough, fair Good. <laughs> I thought I'd just ask because I've sat down yeah. before and I, I've listed uh-huh. those quotes. I've transcribed the letters. I've tried to uh-huh. see if I can find German words in them. And I speak a bit of German, so sometimes it clicks with me, but uh-huh. I'm hitting brick walls, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brick walls. It's deliberately and we had we had played with the idea of um including, you know, you can you can turn on and off the subtitles and including the, the mm-hmm. subtitle of the zombies right there. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's make this, this is going to be one of the hardest. This is going to be one of the ones. And it's going to require a little bit of creativity on your side, a little mm-hmm. bit of like, okay, this could be this word or that word. Let's see what makes sense. So, mm-hmm. Right on. But, yeah. Well, this this has been absolutely wonderful. Um, <laughs> I, I, is there any big lasting impressions you want people to leave with this DLC? What is something you're really hoping players get out of the Shadow Throne? This is, um, and I, and I, I I've expressed this before, I think, on, on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. This is the last part of our chapter where we're hiding. This is the last part of the chapter where we are in the shadows of history, as I've said before. Mm-hmm. This is where we're going to step out into um, a, a drastically changed world, a drastically changed universe. Um, and uh, it's going to be... Uh, things are going to get really big after this. This has gone from... It's, it's more than just a change in where we're existing in history, it's a change in the type of story that we're telling. Uh, we're shifting away from uh, four, you know, four soldiers that have come stumbled across something into a much bigger uh, piece of the pie. Uh, and, and, and it's something we've hinted at before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the characters that we've released, the special characters that we've unlocked, yeah. those aren't just like accidental. There, there are narrative conclusions you can come to from some of their names. There's a reason why we've tagged their location, their, their nationality, um, and, uh, and, and what they're, what they're uh, geared up in, and, and what does that mean to a story? I love it. I think that's a wonderful <laughs> one to conclude on right there. That is absolutely fantastic. I feel like even in the outro, you can get that sense of when they were being completely surrounded by the zombies of just what's coming on the horizon and what you can experience in dlc2 war machine available now on playstation i'm not it's not an ad but just in case you want to go play it (laughs) download the map you uh shadow throne this is and it comes out i think in a month from a little less than a month from now for pc and xbox yep very very exciting well cameron thank you so much for being on this has been Absolutely wonderful, and I think the community is going to absolutely eat this up. Uh, do you guys have any lasting thoughts or questions before we wrap? No, I just want to say, thank Cameron, you. thank you for coming on the show. It's been such a treat. Seriously. You, got it. you know what? Thank you for the invitation. Just you know, you know, we follow you guys. We love the, uh, the analysis you bring. I love that you bring a little bit of the scholarly into what's going on <laughs> and a little bit of the, uh, the, the other analysis because we're, we're, we're deliberately putting those layers in so fun to see that getting savored uh, as well as just the awesome you know shooting zombies heads off their their bodies so um thank you so much for having me on guys really appreciate it absolutely and tune in next week we'll probably have the guys that did the easter egg and solved it first starburst and smart guy on so look forward to that and i hope you all have an absolutely wonderful week and we'll see you on the next on bros bye, bye.